When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Miss Elsie. Hello. We're back. And just how are you feeling? Back and better than ever. I sound like an, an old smoker, but I'm good. <clears throat> I'm just getting. Oh, you sound rich. like a nose. I thought you said I found an old smoker. I was like, really? Okay. No. I know many old smokers, um, but I, I found. Oh, wow. I sound like an old smoker, mm. but uh, it's going away, which is good. Isaac's in school. Scott went back to work. So hopefully we're living our best life now. We had to skip our entire anniversary. We're all so ill. Our anniversary oh just like, went, went in the shits. Yep. We were just like, well, that's not happening because it was last Wednesday, the day I couldn't record with you. I could barely swallow oh. and it was awful. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Um, how about you? How are you doing? Are you, are you hurt? It was raining today. And I assume that's part of the whole, you know, national disaster of hurricane flow, Aunt flow coming to town, as they I say. Know. Holy cow. Um, you know, thankfully, um, we were affected only. Bare, I mean, I don't even know. I, I shouldn't. I feel like really bad talking about it because there's been so much devastation that's happened on the coast and it's still and who knows what's going to happen. I mean, over 30 inches of rain and like nonstop. It's I can't. It boggles my mind. You know? But um, we had a day. We had about 24 hours of rain here, um, but it was very n- not not a big deal. Like, I mean, it was raining the entire time, but but there was no like, oh, my God, it's raining so much. It was like sprinkling, like light to medium, very little breeze. So uh, we lucked out. I mean, but the thing is, we everybody was prepared. And I think that that's I, we lost a lot of um, time and preparation for this event. So there was a lot of buying extra things, making sure we were prepared for no power, making sure that we had enough water, like all of those things that you do, making sure that the the goat's little enclosure was um, equipped to to deal with higher winds and more rain and all of that stuff. So there was extra preparation. But then when the time happened, then it was like, okay, that was that was it. <laughs> I would think that living the way that you do, you are always prepared for those things. Like, aren't you always prepared for apocalyptic type things? There like- is, yes, there is a general more preparedness, but we didn't have. I think that water was a big thing for us this time. Oh, and. Okay, got it. You know, so we had to get a lot more water for us just to have because everybody's been drinking a lot more water. So we needed more of that. And also we actually give the goats fresh water. Like we we give the goats not the water from the well or from the faucet, if you will. Oh, my God. They get bottled water. They Yes, they do. Because we do not have <laughs> at this moment, we don't have the money, I guess, or like the resources at this time to get the water checked, meaning to see how much minerals is is Are in you it. Not that to there's, do that? The, do not you... that. Not that there's bacteria. Well, well, the thing is, remember when Buck? I mean, when Pine had his his peepee and clogged up and all that stuff. Sometimes that also happens with mineral buildup, and it could be from well water. There's a possibility Elsie. that the well water has more minerals of some type that make the balance of his of his innards be a little off. And that's something for t- to testing. And that's actually something that they tell you. So we have to f- give them not well water. Hold on. So do you have things in your basement that are filtering, salting and demineralizing your water? What basement? Do you have anything on your property that is somehow doing something to your well water so that you do not get poisoned by it? Yeah, well, there's a well outside the door. I, I mean, there's a well. I don't. I don't know. I obviously. I guess. Yeah, there's something outside. There's a well. So and that's where it comes from. It's just not good for goats. Yes, safety first. 
You have to understand that the chemistry that we were talking about and the research that we did when it has to do with him and actually things could easily be fixed just to see what the mineral content is to be able to go like, oh, yeah, we have heavier built like this type of mineral in it. That is the one. It's really subtle. It literally is like grain, like grain will kill him, like eating grains will kill him because it's the balance of the mineral. Yeah, I mean, that's the part you know? I don't know about is goat maintenance. I just know about water, unfortunately, right? for a different reason. So Elsie was posting all these amazing little Instagram stories of the goats, like for the last couple of days. <laughs> and like, they do have such little distinct personalities that your goats. First of all, they respond to her voice. Truly, like she's their mama. She'll go, hi, <laughs> boys. And then you see their little tushies start to waggle. It's amazing. <laughs> so cute. They they are very cute and you love them and they're like, they're adorable. And I, yeah, they're so cute. I love them so much. And I haven't been able to play with them today. But anyway. They are so cute. I can't wait to meet them someday. They're adorable. They're probably poo right on my shoe, but whatever. All right. So I guess we can get in before we get into the news, though. We have mm -hmm. some feedback and a question about some stuff. Yes, I know. So here we go with some feedback. And this was a an email that we got from Jen. Do you want to read it? Do you want me to read it? Or do you want to like condense it? What do you want to do? Do you have a preference? Not really. Okay. Uh, I'll read it. I don't care. Hi, Elsie and Jess. I'm Jen. My best friend and I host the Anomaly Podcast, an entertainment show all about sci-fi and fantasy movies, television shows, books, and games. We've both been members of SheP for many years, even though we don't post that often. I wanted to let you know I appreciate you. I love you. You're everything I've ever wanted and more. Uh, El <laughs> she write that. Uh, Angela and I are 40-something moms. We totally identify with juggling work, family, and podcasting. Your stories about your husbands watching the kids while you record is very familiar. Our husbands don't always watch our kids and the little ones sometimes end up on the show, which has happened to both of us at least once or twice. Um, we started the show many moons ago. You can hear the progression of our lives through the old episodes. It's like time capsule. Those episodes contain announcement of cancer, victory over it, happy news when we were expecting babies, voices of those babies as they're growing up. They're not on our show very often, but they've become a part of the show and our listeners mentioned them in a positive way. We've always made it known we're geeky moms. It's just a passion, not a job. That said, we received our first negative review in 11 years. Whoa, that's a long time. That's what I'm saying. 11 years. Okay. Personally, I think it makes us more legit, but it bothered my friend because the toddler this person is referring to is her baby. The episode she appears in is called the anomaly of the future. If you listen to what we call the intro to the intro, you can hear her tiny voice imitating baby Diana from the Wonder Woman film. She appears in a few more episodes, but it's brief. Our kids are rarely on the show. Most of the time we use the cast call recorder. Recordings are quiet. On this occasion, we were able to record in the same room and she happened to make her voice known a few times. The review is embedded. It doesn't bother me because it's one person's opinion, but I think you missed the fact that our podcast is called Anomaly. We're not most podcasters. We do the best we can. If our attempt isn't perfect, we make it as entertaining as possible. This review stung. She wants to address it. I don't think we... Uh, so I propose we have fun with it because whoever left the review probably isn't listening anymore and didn't finish this episode. So what do we care what they think? I want to have an actor read the review in a dramatic way. I'll add sinister music and we'll respond to it afterward, not with negativity. How would you respond to a review that was this personal? I've had so many more personal reviews than this. I think most would ignore it. I didn't ignore it because I apparently offended someone. This guy wasn't offended he, or a person wasn't offended. He was just a skadoosh. But Basically, they said, I don't know why they think it's okay to have toddlers in the room. Most podcasters I hear are aggravated by that and try to avoid it. That's the only review. So it was like technically a question, not a statement. It just says, why do they think it's okay to have toddlers in the room? Let's just answer the question. <laughs> it's okay to have toddlers in the room because... Your show is called Anomaly and because you're doing it how you can and because none of your goddamn business. Well, and also, I mean, just to note, this is the first negative review in 11 years. I mean, really, that's this just little toddler. Is that even possible? Wasn't alive. In, right. When they started. Right. Right. So there's all kinds. And first of all, there's all kinds of learning. And sometimes True. you got to do what you got to do. 
as a mom. It's not something that we do all the time. Right. Uh, I had to get used to it. I mean, the reason that Elsie's yoga class stopped is because I became a mom. Uh, it was way too much work. I My life completely changed. Uh, I, I could no longer teach in the way that I was teaching before. So I kind of gave up because it was too much energy for me. Um, with the anomaly, it seems like they've been at it for 11 years. There's a baby. <laughs> and But it takes learning. You know, it takes learning to uh, some. T- so you did this. And is it a, a con- I, I think that if, if it was a constant thing, meaning they're doing this after 11 years and now every single time that they record, there is kids' voices in the background the whole entire time. I would consider trying to figure out another solution because I'm sure that what would happen is if I listened back, I would be like, oh, you know what? Maybe we should do about this. And I don't even know if you can hear my children right now. In fact, I don't know, John, if you're going to be able to. I mean, I don't know if you hear it now, but I have both of my girls happily playing outside the door and they're just playing, but their voices are louder right now. And I hope that they're. I don't hear them, but I hear somebody hammering. I don't hear anything. You hear somebody hammering. I hear like a bang, yeah. bang, bang through something. I don't know. I don't know if uh, if Randy was out that, fixing the pen or no, something. No, he's not. He's not. No, there's no banging going on in my house right now. That's weird. Do not take that bit. That is of weird. Sound. <laughs> okay. Um, mind you, it could be that. Is it this? Nope. No, it went away. Okay. Yeah, it was, it, it was. Too. Did you hear it, Jess? It sounded yeah, like someone yeah. was hammering. Yeah, just or she moved a fork or something. I mean, it could be anything. Mm. So something metal. Okay. So uh, Jen reached out to me a couple weeks ago about editing her show. She said, you know, one of the things about, you know, this show, it takes a lot of time and editing takes a lot of time. And so I went back and I listened to several episodes as I do when someone says to me, hey, we'd like to talk to you about editing. I always want to go back and listen to the show so I know what I'm getting myself into. So I went back and I listened to this episode and other episodes. And this show is exactly named correctly. This show is an anomaly because it really doesn't fit a format. There's not really segments. They get in and talk about stuff. The beginning never really sounds the same every time. And I said, from an editing standpoint, it's going to be tough for me because I'm not in your head to edit the show because it's different every time. And then here's the other fact. I did hear where the toddler was in the background and I was tending to listen to the toddler and not to the two of them talking because the toddler was in there doing stuff and talking. And I was like, what is she saying? What, what was that? What did she say? I didn't think it was annoying. Right. And it wasn't through the whole episode. It was only that's, in the beginning. That's why Elsie said, like, if it happens on a regular right. basis, you may want to reconsider not having it on a regular basis. That said, once in a while is not a big deal. But like when I had Isaac and now that he's four, I specifically do not record on days he's home. Because he, he, and actually my other son is 20, he does the same fucking thing. They just can't right. not interrupt you if you're in the same building. I don't know how, I mean, Elsie's recorded with us many times and I guarantee you there's some point in every single episode where we're on mute and she's doing one of these, I can't talk right now. Right. Go check yourself. Right? I mean, you probably do it every time, right? Yeah. We used to do that so much. And I, you know, in all honesty, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how, given the setup that I have now, I don't know how we would have been able to do it, Jess, because that was happening, which was almost every single time we recorded. I had, we were recording on Ecamm call recorder and in the computer, like an Ecamm, you can mute. So I would mute all that stuff. And even when I, on my track, since I was muted, it actually never caught all of that stuff. So all of that was never on my track versus now when we're doing a straight up double ender, I don't have in the ATR 2100 or in the H6 at this moment, a a way to mute the mic. So it's kind of like, it's going to be it. It's just going to be it. Like I'm able to like, let's say mute the phone because we're, we are connected in the phone and then you and, and Jess or I'm not going to hear me talk to my girls, but John, you, as you're like editing, you will hear all of that. It'll just be in the track. So you're going to have to take it out. But But then again, keep in mind, Elsie, that your girls are home with you all the time. They are homeschooled. So so they are probably used to you being on the phone and not being able to interrupt, whether you're recording or whether you're on with a client or whatever. Like you've probably trained them well, 
better yes, than most. Now they First are. First of all, now that they're For seven the and part. nine, right? Or seven and how old are they now? Seven and ten. Is seven she 10 and, yet? and yeah, ten. seven and Hunter's going to be ten soon. Yeah. So like. They should be well trained to get the I'll kill you look if they open their mouths while the microphone is on. My, I totally. mean, a four, whoever's talking in her background, a toddler, they don't have that necessarily. So, like, when they were four, I don't know how, I think she just, like I said, she, like she was saying, she just muted it and spoke to them. Whereas, like, I don't record at all mm-hmm. if he's here. I try not to do it at all. If he's home sick and I have to record, I reschedule. If I'm, you know, if if uh, there's a Jewish holiday, I reschedule because I, I rarely I don't even want to get a babysitter anymore. F- fuck it. I'll just record some other time. Yeah, it's not worth it for me to be in the same house because I remember when he was one and I had a nanny in the house mm-hmm. and every once in a while you would still hear kaboom. Hi, mama, yeah. mama. Like he couldn't mm-hmm. he could not handle being away from me. Yeah, he would come. I remember one time when I was editing for Daniel, Daniel had. Elsie as a guest and Elsie oh, was God. in there and in the middle of the interview Daniel's talking and I think May May came in and there was a mm. heated discussion between the two of them over something <laughs> I forget what it was <laughs> but I had to I had to take that all out of the track and it was and and May May was not I don't know I don't know any look that would have stopped May May from trying to get what she wanted at, at that time May May is not easily bribed so my big thing is that if one person has this opinion, who cares? Really? I mean, to be honest, I know it's up there, okay? And I would wear it as a badge of honor. And if they want somebody to give them a, a horrible uh, read of that to make fun of, I'm, I'm, I'm volunteering my services to be the grumpy, horrible reviewer. I will do yeah. that for them. I agree. Where it is a badge of honor. And then if you want to address it, I wouldn't address it seriously. I would do what you're saying. And like, I mean, what you're actually saying about ha- hiring someone to read it is almost like a little over the top. Because no, it means it's perfect. Let them you have think it. it's perfect? Yes. Because it's their first negative review ever, unless they do like a whole, and now the anomaly's first negative review ever. Other than that, it may sound like you can't take criticism. No, it's like you can, but this no. guy's such a, I mean, for whoever did this, it's so they childlike. I mean, it's ridiculous. And then I would say, I would fire them as a listener. I would say, you know what? If you're listening right now, turn it off. You're not allowed to listen anymore. You don't get the joke. You don't get the you don't get the concept of this show. Because the show it's a neat show. It's a really cool show what they talk about and the way that they do everything. And just the fact that one person and again, it wasn't maybe if I'm and I might be even going long here, three minutes, not even out of the whole hour that they did or half hour. It, it's ridiculous. The whole thing's ridiculous. I just I wouldn't even give it the time and the energy to be worried about this. I'd be, uh, look at this douche and be done with it. Yeah, it's, it's just so, yeah, it is just annoying that somebody would do that. And I think part of it is just, you don't, um, and then here's the other thing that's so weird that that's on, like what it takes for somebody to do that in Apple podcasts, like for them to go out of their way. Like there's so many people that are like, oh, so many people have left me a review and I can't find it. And everybody, please give me a review for the show. And nobody does that. And then this person goes in and does this. It's it's so that I think that's what makes me mad. The other thing is, though, somebody could read that review and they listen to the show and they're like, what are they talking about? (laughs) Because that might be the only time it happens. I mean, out of don't 11 forget, years. someone accused me of being anti-Semitic. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that's that's a so stuff. Like, everything that was in an email. Perspective. You know, to be honest with you, if Apple wanted to do podcast listeners and podcasters a service, they would do away with the reviews because they're useless. And people think that I know they are useless and the way that people game them and ask for swaps, they're even more useless than Apple even intended for them to be. Apple probably intended it for be like ask like Amazon, but it can't be like Amazon because no one's asking for review swaps on fucking Amazon. Oh, podcasters are the only dicks that would ever be like swap for swap, like like for like on, you know, Twitter. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And they're yeah, they're not annoying. Anyway, yeah. No, but and the last thing that I'll say about that is that if that was the case, if 
if they would give the functionality that the app store now has, which is that they allow people to respond to reviews, because in the app store, what tends to happen is sometimes there's a release, right? There's a release, there's an update to the app for whatever reason, that functionality that you loved about the app is no longer there, or it's crashing, or it's not working, or something. And then the people will go into the app store and then go off, like, crazy. Like, oh my God, this is the suckiest thing you've ever done. Why did you change things? This is awful. And it's scathing. But it's really just about that one update that was fixed on the next update. And so they've given the app uh, developers the opportunity to respond to these reviews. So there's actual communication there. And then somebody who is wanting that app doesn't get all upset or doesn't download the app because they're like, "Ooh, this one sucks. But actually it does. So that's a great idea. That, that would be maybe better. they could do that. Yep. My thing was I had something else that just popped into my mind. that was going on in the editor's room about show titles and Apple taking down podcasts because of people spamming the title of their podcast. Yeah, we can talk a little bit about that in the news. How about that? We'll move okay. into that for the news. Are we ready to move into the news? The news you can use for the informed podcaster. Podcasting news. Okay. All right. This is so annoying. Here we go, yo. Here we go. So it seems like the latest in the podcasting space right now is that Apple Pod... And this, mind you, this is not new. It's just that now they're really following up. But Apple Podcast and the Apple team is really um, coming down on people who have qualifiers uh, in their show titles inside of Apple Podcasts. And this is actually something that I was teaching in the past to my clients because there are only a few areas inside of your of Apple Podcasts where you can that are searchable, meaning that if you put in a keyword or if you're searching for pregnancy or like you're not going to go inside of Apple Podcasts to at first to search for a specific podcast itself unless Unless you, that's exactly what you're looking for. But it, let's say you want to, you know, learn about. I'm just using pregnancy because that's one of the easiest things to, you know, think about. Like you're pregnant, you kind of want pregnancy podcasts. So you'll go inside iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and you're going to go, oh, I want pregnancy podcasts, and that's what you're going to search for. But if your title is called Big Bellies, <laughs> Big Belly Mama, or something like that, yeah, right. and it doesn't say that's my next pregnancy show. in the title, Don't tell everyone my next show. <laughs> Big belly mama. But um, so you know what I mean? That nobody's going to find that because that's a pregnancy podcast. So it would be like Big Belly Mama's uh, a pregnancy podcast for new moms, something like that. That's what the title would I would have advised in the past to my clients. Add that to the end so that people can find your show. But now Apple is really coming down on anybody who does anything like that. They literally just want your title. And they also just want your names in the author tags. Like they just want your names, like no qualifiers, nothing saying what you are or anything like or what kind of work you do or anything like that. They just want your names. And people who are wanting to be in Apple podcasts are getting rejected left and right if they are not adhering to this. And then podcasts that have been in iTunes or Apple podcasts forever are getting just booted. Like all of a sudden they're out and you don't even know what happened. You're just out. So this has been huge. And they're wanting to get people to stop keyword spamming, which was that a lot, the majority of marketers are the ones that were doing things like that, where they were adding a bazillion other words to both the title and the author tag just to come up on search results. And so I understand why they're doing that. And we don't want that either. Right. Let me give you an example that Dave Jackson shared with us of somebody who was essentially removed from Apple Podcasts. This is a podcast that had been there in the past. The Artful Camera. Okay. So Artful, this is what it was, and this is why it was removed. Artful Camera, Analog and Digital Photography and Filmmaking. That's why it was removed. 
because because that's not a tagline it it, a tagline of an explanation is okay stuff it's called keyword stuffing too stuffing your title with keywords is rotten it's a rotten thing to do so they don't want you to do it anymore actually i wrote something about this for podcast websites too but i don't think this should have done it though because artful camera like artful camera what is that it's a photography show it's obvious. It's about photography, but it's like, of course, we would kind of know that. But if somebody's searching for photography, is that going to come up? Yes. No, it's going to. No, yeah. it's not. No, you're right. No, it's not. It's not going to come up. Then it should be the artful, the, the artful camera, a photography podcast. And then it wouldn't have been like she, they've got all the I mean, somebody must be doing it by hand. It can't be a um, formula that's pulling those shows. It has to be being done by hand. They're looking at. Do you think? How do you think they're no, finding it's not do it's not doing my hand, but here's my here's what I'm gleaning. Anything that is not a word. So the way that this split up is it said artful camera and then they had like one of those not a dash, but like a standing up line, you know, like an L, like a like a straight line up and down. So it said artful camera and a straight line up and down, and then it said analog and digital photography and filmmaking. So I think that what Apple Podcast is doing is it's looking at dashes, lines, colons, no way. commas. Can't be, or we would have been pu- we would have been pulled too because ours is That's she- because I removed it. I removed it. You removed it. I removed it. Yes. We could we but it's a if you want to test it, if you want to test it, go for it. But I really it. don't want to sit here. I did the same thing for the feed. I removed any the colon that was after the feed, the feed, the official lips and po- podcast. It used to be the feed colon the official lips and podcast. I also changed the colon is out, so it's about <sighs> those extra characters that they're putting in there. Then how are people listen? Part of doing the show though is explaining what your show is. So what you're saying is. Did you remove the character or did you just remove the whole part where it says a podcast for women about, I mean, what did you remove? I didn't even look. And just put she podcast. It just says she podcast. So how, oh, first of all, not like people will find it in search anyway, but how are people feeling like they're supposed to be, I mean, now mad. Exactly. Actually, John, did you see the, um, what do you call that? Oh my gosh. Uh, the, um, you know, when you get people's signatures, what is that called? Petition. Thank you. Petition. A petition. That's right. There is a petition going around right now. Uh, it's looking for 100 people to sign up. I'll put a link in the show notes so that you guys Do can it. see it. I'm signing. Where, where it says we, as in like podcasters, are wanting to change this because it's not being helpful because there are only certain areas where and and the the, the confusion here is that you don't know what they're looking for. Like it doesn't, there's no parameters. It's very vague. So it can literally be anything and they'll just remove it because you don't know what the algorithm is. You don't know who's looking at it. You don't know who's making the decision. I don't think it should be an algorithm, but I do think they should get rid of people who are like interviews with... Exactly. Well, that stuff, of course, that stuff makes sense. But there's been so many people that have simply a definition about what the show is about, especially. Yeah, yeah, you can't do it via algorithm. That's bullshit. But now they're doing it because I think of the, you know, whatever the colons or the lines or the dashes and, and commas and semicolons and all of that stuff. So we've been, I've actually, that's what we've been advising at Lipson to take off any and not to add any of those extra characters. It's just Uh, the language of the show because, and the thing is the feed, like what is so frustrating is that it does have a lot of words. Like it said, it's called the feed, the official Lipson podcast that could be construed as like a lot more, right? It could just There's be... There's no part of the official Lipson podcast that is keyword stuffing. It's asinine. That's my point. Right. Here's the problem, though. Let's say they did say, like, they'll come back to us and they say, like, it's too much or whatever, too many words, whatever that is. Then we would go down to the feed. There's actually, I think, six, six separate podcasts in Apple Podcast that are called the feed. I know. That's their... And so how would people know which one? They wouldn't. I would say right? your logo would be the determiner. You type in the feed, and the first thing you so, see is the Lipson logo, the green lines, yeah, but, and all that. Yeah. That would you would that would draw me to 
that podcast yeah, but, or something else. Right. But, but, the, but the thing is, it's like if you tell some, if somebody's listening to us or Rob is doing a presentation somewhere and then he says, subscribe to my podcast, the feed and somebody sees it, whatever, but or writes it down and then they go and search for it and they write the feed. They're going to have to be like, what? And thankfully now, though, Jess, if somebody writes she podcasts, we come up in the and the and the search algorithm are like yeah, but pretty. We're not always first, pretty quickly. But- no, we're not always. No, I'm not saying we're first. I'm saying we come up in the top part yeah, of the algorithm yeah. really now. like so come a lot. Now, but you used to have to find it by typing Cupferman for Christ's sake because like it yes, never you came used to, up. Yep. But it's or- taken a while, and now no. So yeah. So what cracks me up about this whole petition thing is, is you don't pay to have your podcast put in iTunes, all right, to submit your your feed to iTunes. It doesn't cost you a dime, and and everybody is based their, I shouldn't say everybody, a lot of podcast catchers have based their whatever they do, the voodoo that they do, to draw from Apple. (laughs) So... Now, if tomorrow Apple decided to take podcasts out of Apple Podcasts and do away with it, because how are they making money off of this? They're not making a dime off of podcasts. You're not buying anything from them or anything. If they decided to drop this tomorrow, podcasters would find a tall building to leap off of. They wouldn't know what to do. (laughs) All right. So they're over there. They're like, you know what? You see this service that we're not paying for and we don't give you a dime for? We want this, 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 this. And now, and I got a bunch of signatures right here to tell you to do this. And Apple's like, what? They crumbled up and throw it right in the trash. Yeah, they don't care. Well, you, ne- well, you never know. And I mean, I, I totally understand. But you never know. Maybe they will listen. Maybe they will listen to a unified people talking about what they have would like. Have they know? And I, ever I, changed anything they've been asked to change? Like, have, Has anyone ever asked them to change anything and have they done it? I'm just curious. if we They do. They have done it. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer to do the thing. Um, mm-hmm. Like there's been requests to add episode numbers to Apple Podcasts when it's not an episodic uh, show. Interesting. And we are still waiting on that. Uh, I think that there might be some uni- some communication, and they're really looking at it from the aesthetic perspective. So they, Apple really loves things to be clean um, and pretty, uh, especially when it comes to that. And and they're so they're trying to use up as much space as possible, and uh, adding an episode number to the information that is shown could make it look a little cluttered and they don't like that. So, but we need it, right? Cause it's, it, that's more of, of something that we need uh, to see uh, f- from a usability perspective versus a, a pretty perspective, right? Mm. Th- th- there's conversation, but they have implemented things that have been asked of them. I would say that they're more receptive to uh, feedback from, for the developers along the entirety of the of the OS, uh, of the totality of the of of Mac OS and iOS versus an app, right? Um, a lot of the time, but they do this. I mean, they do take feedback. It just takes them, I think, a little bit more time to 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 make decisions or or take actions mm-hmm. uh, for us. But it's happened. But who knows? Maybe, hey, I don't know. Maybe that's. What needs to happen? I think the big best way, I mean, the way to fix this is to be able to make the subtitle searchable and then right. to give them three keywords, three keywords, and that's it. If you put any more than three keywords in, we're booting you. But see, the thing about Apple was they first they t- told you not to do it. Then they took down a couple big shows. Oh, yeah. And, and and so that was a shot across the oh, bat. Our first bat. episode was about this exact topic. Right. So Remember then LC? so then they, they they threw a couple shots across the bow saying, listen, if you don't pay attention, we're going to take your show down. And then they waited. And then some people did it. And then the other people just said, eh. And now they're taking them down. And now they're they're all upset about it. So, again, I just think that it's their, really, to be honest with you, it's their platform. We're just dancing on it. So <laughs> I really don't think we That's have much true. to say about it. To be quite yeah. honest with you. And that's why a lot of people say don't build your platform on some, or you don't build your house on somebody else's platform. Well, you're not. You are, but you're not. Building right. it on Libsyn is not the same as building it on someone else's platform. Well, you we mean building it on Yeah, but Apple. it's not Libsyn. Building, it's, no, what, I meant Libsyn. I'm saying building it on iTunes 
you have to have it other places. That's why Libsyn allows right. you to do it everywhere so that you don't just rely on Apple. I think the issue here, and, and I think John is absolutely correct, and I think that this is something to really think about it from the developer's perspective, is that most of the apps are built on the Apple Podcast API. So the information that comes and is already like filled up in all of the apps that we use, um, the third-party apps that I really love, like Castro and Overcast and things like that, are built on the Apple Podcast API. It's pulling from that information. It is a vast amount, uh, a, a catalog that the developer can just tap into and boom, you're, you've got all the stuff. And so that makes it easy for people to immediately start to use that platform. If you're going to start to manually add that information or where else like there's no other place where you could tap into and easily pull that out. Possibly now Google Podcast is building something like this. Maybe at some point there might be an API or a way to pull all of that information that Apple, uh, I'm sorry, Google Podcast is building now. Maybe there's going to be a way to tap into that. Uh, but really, that's kind of where it is. There's no hub where you get all that data as well as, I mean, they've got since 2004, they have data built up since then, 2005. Anyway. Do you think they didn't, you don't think they just threw it away and said, no one's going to want to see this? Well, I don't think that they're going to just like make it disappear, but holy. It would be how? awesome if they were just like, all of a sudden, here's all your stats since 2004. Oh my God. Oh Wouldn't my that God. be so fun? There would be a parade in the fucking streets, people. <laughs> I have a... Oh, my God. Let me just ask you this. So let's mm -hmm. say I decided tomorrow to build a platform where you can submit your RSS feed to, to my platform, and I'm going to charge you $25 a year to host your podcast on my platform. And it can go... You mean to pull the information out, not to host it. To right. right not, it I'm sorry. Yes. I'm sorry. You're correct. Okay. So what happens is it, what you're going to pull from my platform, from your hosting or whatever, you're going to pull from there... Basically, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make it my own. I'm going to emulate Apple Podcasts, but I'm just going to make it my own. It's just going to be called Podcast Directory. And then mm -hmm. Castro and Overcast and all, they can draw from that just like that. And I will make keywords. You can have four. Your subtitles will be searchable. Your titles will be searchable. But if you start spamming, you're out. And it's going to cost you $25 a year for your podcast. Would you do it? Would you pay for that? I don't think the majority of people would. So, again, here, I'm going to give you a better product, but because I have to do all this work, because Apple, if they decided to go with this, that costs them real money to have developer, you know, have their people go in there and change all this. Mm -hmm. And and what are they getting for that? Bupkis. Isn't that the and word, zilch. Jess? Bupkis? Yep. My mom used to say, what are we having for dinner? And she would say bupkis and zilch. There we go. Which means, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so nobody's perfect. stopping yeah. all these people that are signing this petition to go out and make their own that would be better. And then to take back the cost and say, okay, well, you're gonna, you can put it in my directory and I'll give you all this and everybody can pull for mine and it's going to cost you $25 a year. What? $25? Now nah, I'll just go over here and complain to Apple. Mm -hmm. So right. again, and, and it's essentially that it, again, that is essentially what it is. And also you have to remember too the amount of, I don't even know how to quantify this, but they've been around for so long. So they have years upon years upon years of, of being the thing, right? Imagine what it takes for somebody to change what you're doing already. We've talked about this so many different times. Habits are so hard to break. And also we are used to doing things one way. It is so hard to change somebody to do something different. And they are hosting over 550,000 podcasts. That's how much data they have. There's no way you can mobilize 550,000 people to I mean, we're trying when it comes to vote, yeah, <laughs> voter registration easily. and voting. And that's right. having a that, you know, how is that working out? <laughs> so yeah. it's like, not great it's, so it, far. It really would work so hard to mobilize that. Now, actually, speaking of data, which is great because this is a great segue for the thing, thing that the, the next thing, have you checked out Podchaser, guys? I, we, we actually talked about this in episode 169, and it's titled, It's the One About Lewis Howes and Doggy Eye Boogers. And this was when Podchaser was was initially kind of announced. We we talked about it in the news yeah. section there. I'm on here, and it was like the IMDb of podcasting. We I think we 
we we barely kind of touched base on it. It was like in November first, twenty seventeen, mm-hmm. when it when this was uh, coming out via uh, PR and stuff like that. And so now they've been around for a while under the radar, if you will. But now they're doing some really lovely things. Like I kind of really dig them. I reached out to Cole from Podchaser and he created these really neat sort of Podchaser screenshots of what the profile pages are going to look like for Podchaser. And so he showed me the mobile thing and he and he made one for like the website stuff. And they didn't have profiles before. And what that means is that it'll be like, Somebody can go into Podchaser and look for me, my name, just like in IMDb, and my podcast will come up, but also all of the different shows that I've been on will also come up. And you can kind of listen to any episodes that I've been on, or you can listen to my show. It has a way to subscribe to the shows, and it has information about me. And and it's also opened up not just for podcasters, but also for guests. So let's say there's been some people who really have only been on podcasts, but they haven't they don't have their own podcast. This is a great way to go look for it. So if I'm doing research on a specific author or a filmmaker or I want to know if they've been on a podcast, this would be a really great place to go check on them for research or purposes or if I'm obsessed with something, which is great. One which, thing that I love about it is that you get an opportunity to subscribe or listen to a show in Podchaser, not in Podchaser, but they, they have a link in there where if you want to, like, let's say, subscribe to She Podcasts, they would click whatever link and it actually allows you to listen to the show in your app of choice, which I thought was really cool. Wow. Um, and. They've been really cool. So what do you guys think about that? Well, I just went over there and I put my name in there. And all these podcasts that I've been a guest on, they're all in here. Yeah. That's amazing. It's very cool. And I'm sure that there's few that you forgot you were on. Absolutely there was. That's what happened to me. I was like, oh, my God, I was on that show like five years ago. Right. Oh, my Um, God. Here I am on Starve the Doubts. That's when I sang... um, journey with jared easily <laughs> oh my gosh so and even, crazy like even if they mention me in the show notes i'm in here i know that's really cool look at that and you can claim your show like you can go in there so jess and john if you guys want to claim she podcasts as your show you can do it and then what happens is you get the email like the email is going to come i think into info at shepodcast.com and once it comes through there then obviously i would i would just have to allow it whatever that is you know jess you could do it i'm thinking for john it would be a little bit more challenging but maybe we can just like forward it to you and then you can click it or whatever so that you can that happens um on your end but uh i think that it has possible like i really like it now rob you know my co-host rob walsh from the feed he his thought is that it's not going to work because almost of the same thing that we were just talking about with Apple Podcasts, and it has nothing to do with the concept being super crazy, but the fact that IMDb exists. And if IMDb decided they were now going to add podcasts to the mix, that would be genius because the data that's already in IMDb is already available. And the other thing that IMDb does that that Podchaser at this moment does not have is that they need, Podchaser needs us to participate. They need us to be egocentric, if you will, and want to be in here and get excited and put our information in there. And IMDb, actually, you don't need that. Like, I have an IMDb page. I never put that stuff in there. They just, what, however they get information in there, it goes in there and... Anytime that my name is mentioned, it's already pre-populated versus Podchaser. Right now, it requires people to put the data in. Does that make sense? So the only way that it can work is if people engage with it. And if nobody touches it, it's going to stay at where it is. So that's why they're doing, oh, and and the reason that I'm, I'm bringing them up is because for the month of September, if you want to get your, to be first when the creator profiles are opened up to everybody, then you sign up now. So you get dibs on that, but also you have the opportunity to get a free sticker and t-shirt. I'm sorry, sticker. Yeah. Sticker and t-shirt from T public. If you sign up over at podchaser.com slash creator, I think that's what it is, or creators. 
And uh, you can do that. So they're giving a free T-shirt for any for, of your show, not of Podchaser, but of your show via T Public. So check it out. Pretty fun. Yeah, and if I just went over there and claimed one of my podcasts. It's very easy to do. You go in there, you claim it. They send you an email. It gives you a code. You put the code in, and boom, it says, "Hey, mm-hmm. you are now you are the owner of this podcast." Yeah, pretty easy stuff. Easy, easy. Lemon yep. squeezy. It's pretty easy, and also you can claim it. Also, if you're a guest. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you claim the show, but they are going to have a way to pull to pull that information one versus the other. So that's also something to think about when you're doing yeah. that. But anyway, cool. so that's Podchaser. You guys check it out. Um, Cole is looking for feedback. So if you guys have any feedback, please email feedback at shepodcast.com and I'm happy to pass it on to him. So he, I, I just like the fact that, you know, he's he's been yeah. really supportive and... Uh, open to receive information so anyway yay that is all yay and what's there another woman's podcast network being launched boy you ladies are just doing it i know well (laughs) this one's with uh reese witherspoon oh my god oh my god so we mentioned it in last episode but this time is uh reese witherspoon is helping lead the charge for women in podcasting so she has uh kind of like uh her company i guess hello sunshine or no Oh, that's right. Hello Sunshine has partnered with content studio Rooster Teeth to power its new podcast network, The Beam. So I guess it's called The Beam. How about that? And it will specifically target a female audience and will host both original and curated podcasts. So how about that? Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. What? what? The name of the show is called what now? No, this is not the show. This is the podcast network. It's called The Beam. The Beam. Beam with an M. Right. Yes, the beam. Oh, As in, like, I thought they were being dirty. No. Why would? Oh, I geez. don't think Reese Witherspoon. Jessica. is. I don't think she's like. She's so not like. Let's just be double entendre. That's not Reese Witherspoon. Nice French accent, Elsie. <laughs> Thanks. See, when I heard beam, um, I was thinking of beam of sunshine or beam of light. Now that part, yeah, yes, beam with an M is not, in fact. Filthy, dirty. Well, it's not filthy. Shouldn't say that. But like, bean with an N. I. You guys don't understand what I'm getting at here. I, with the I bean. know exactly what you're no, talking about. I have no idea. Totally over my head. Well, another slang oh, word for clitoris is bean. Really? Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Really? This is so not she hot. Says. Obviously, why can't you just say the names? Like I, you never I, heard I like instead never, of choking the chicken, never. women women flick the bean. I don't even what. See, you know what I was thinking? The bean, the little bean, as in like a baby, like the little bean. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I thought. That's also anyway. a good use for it, but not what uh, I was thinking. <laughs> it's official. Thought. You ladies actually made me uncomfortable on an episode. Great. There you have it. All the time with this conversation, of course. Why? Why are you uncomfortable because of the bean? That's so. I I, I just because Elsie doesn't know what, and you're talking about it, and it's just I'm ready to beat over here. Look at me. I totally don't know. Now I know, but at the same time, I've never seen it. It's almost like I'm corrupting you, Elsie. Exactly. That's what it feels. It feels like that. Yeah. It does. I have no, like, this is the first time. I'm 40, hold on, I'm 46 years old. Right. I just found out what that is. Thank no, God. but the point is. Obviously, I haven't ne- needed it. I, of course, am the one to corrupt you. Mm-hmm. Right, but I haven't needed to know this. I mean, technically, should I, should I not relay my know. information to Randy and tell him, go find the bean? Is- <laughs> Will he know what I'm saying? If he's is he right or will there? Will he look at me like? Is he what? near you? If he's near you, ask him if he knows what what the he's bean not here. is. You have to do that, and that's homework for next. You have to ask him that. <laughs> okay, and, I'll ask him. I'll ask and him. report back. Tell me okay. if he knows what the he has to know. Make sure he has a full mouth of water. He's when a you ma- ask him. he's a man. <laughs> they certainly use it much more often than women. Do. No one's ever said it to you elsie because you're a lovely a a lovely young lady no one's been like so elsie do you flick the bean but like i've been yeah, in enough that's stupid... not been a, that's not something anybody has ever said to me until now no. until now <laughs> and of course so now it's we know me. and now we know it would have to be me. and so anyway i'm so i'm so uh, yeah let's, let's try to get on. this train back on the tracks <laughs> yeah so rooster teeth is launched 
It's partnered with Hello Sunshine, and there you have it. Maybe they can have a whole entire show about looking for the bean, which would be applicable, I think. It's a great, they say it's a great privilege for us to welcome Hello Sunshine to the root, Roost Network of Creators. So there yes. you have it. I mean, it seems like, and also note, I mean, if anybody's interested, check it out. It actually said that they are looking to create original and curated podcasts. So I'm assuming that there is an opening to your work if you fit under that demographic. So get on it, ladies, if you think you have a network uh, uh, focused, you could be part of this network. So there is that. Elsie's tooltips. What do you have to say, Jess, about tooltips? What do you think about this tooltip? They're fun. I don't know. You know what's funny is that coincidentally and unrelatedly, I just re-downloaded Periscope just to see... If anything's changed or who's on it and if anyone ever still uses it. And apparently they do because mm. I guess they've been testing like a audio only broadcast feature. I'm not sure how it's going to work. I guess I'm interested to see how the fuck it's going to work. I tried it and it wouldn't work for me. Oh, great. Right. I tried it and it said. How do you do it? Well, I think you go to Twitter and then you. Oh, God, I wish I would have tested this. I'm going to do yeah. it right now. Yeah, you do go to Twitter, and then at Twitter it says go live, and that's where I stop because then it tells you go live, and I didn't want to go live video. I wanted it to tell me right away what to do, and I kind of got scared to press the next button because – but then what I read is that it gives you an option. It says go live, and then once you go live, then it gives you the option of going to audio or video, but I didn't – Wrong. I just figured it out. Here's what happens. You click – the live button. Yes. Then when it's up, you can you click the microphone. When the microphone, it says enable audio only broadcast. Right. Then if you click go live, we are live while taping She Podcast and there is no camera on me. It is just audio. And so we're just testing this feature as I'm recording with Elsie to see how it's going. I'm going to stop now, but if you can hear it, Please feel free to reply to this Twitter message and let me know how it sounds. What do you think? How's it going? Now, it's funny because I have the same thing, but it says we've encountered an error sharing your broadcast on Twitter. Please try again. Really? Really? But for some reason, it's actually recording me and there's no camera. And after we get done this, I will go back to see if there's any audio here. Uh, because this is a test of the emergency podcasting system. <laughs> if this Go was an actual <laughs> podcast emergency, That's great. Uh, I don't know what we'd That's be doing. Awesome. We would so run around. Go and- on my Twitter and test it. Let's test the audio and see what it sounds like. Okay. Well, let's not do All that. All right. So here's here's the other thing, though, Jess. This is something that I really like, though. In She Podcast, somebody, and I'm sorry, podcaster, that I don't know your name, but she shared her her thing, her Twitter whatever, inside of the She Podcast group. And it's awesome. It's so cool because I think it has a built-in player and it shows up right within the feed. And I think you can play it from there. I played it and it looked really cool. And so you can, I believe you can share whatever that is into Facebook. And I thought, oh, that was really cool. And it looked really nice. It looked very slick as as a post. So, but I have, again, I haven't tested it myself. I don't know what that is, but you, hey, Jess, if you can find out how to share it, maybe to the super squad, let's share it to the super squad. The she, super squad. How did the person share it? Via Periscope or via Twitter? I do not know. I think maybe via Periscope. I think that that might be the thing because I think Twitter and Facebook don't really get along very well. All right. So I'm in Periscope and let me go to my own thing here. And it says broadcasts. Jessica Kupferman was live. I open it and it's just me talking. <gasps> oh wait, fun. there is a share. Okay, you can pause if you if you there's the little up button. There's like the little uh-huh. share button. Yeah, you can totally share it to Facebook or Twitter or there's a share link, perhaps to post on Instagram. I don't know, but yeah, I can well, share perhaps it to Facebook. To just so- copy and paste it inside of the Super Squad. I think you should do that. Copy and paste it inside the Super Squad group and just paste it in there and say, hey, guys, can you check this out? (laughs) This is me testing 
audio only Periscope on Twitter and then sharing to Facebook. Not complicated at all. No, not at all. But still, though, I mean, it's funny that we're sharing it on Facebook, but alas, it's been created by Twitter so that more people can engage via Twitter because it seems like all of that live streaming or live broadcasting from Twitter has really diminished like big time. So they're trying to up the game there and come back into the scene, into the live broadcasting space. It's just that uh, Facebook. I have something else what? to tell you. Oh, what? What is it? Not only can you share this, <gasps> but you can share it from a specific time. Holy it, monkeys. That's perfect. So like it gives you a choice. Share from beginning or share from where you are. I don't think I shared wow. it from the beginning by accident, but that is so cool. That's neat. Well, that's something. That's cool. I know. And it's already had four viewers on Periscope. Who are you people? I haven't been on Periscope in two years. Well, now you know that you still got people. Well, maybe it's because nobody's doing anything. They're like, oh, my God, somebody's live. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Maybe, right? I've seriously so not been in here in so freaking long. It's crazy. But that's cool, guys. So check it out. That is and, cool. Uh, ah! that could be kind of fun. That's yeah. so cool. I'm excited. Sorry. I think a frog jumped cool. in my throat while I was talking to you. Uh, so weird and wild show of the week. Are we doing that? Yeah, let's do, let's do that real quick and just kind of like, even though they're not really weird and wild, but let's do it. Weird and wild, weird and wild, weird and wild show of the week. I just wanted to, I just wanted to hear them do the jingle. So Ellen (laughs) and The View now have their own podcast. Ellen through Wondery, the network Uh Wondery and The View through uh you know the stuff i think it's just straight up through their network i think it's through through the network yes no i believe that that's how they're doing it um from from what it is abc abc talk show um it says that that's right they're gonna have it everywhere yeah so there you have it but i i haven't listened to it and they're going to be going into abc radio yeah for sure so basically they're just repurposing the tv show as a podcast yes I think so. It seems like that's the thing. Hmm. So there yeah. you have it. I don't know. I yeah. guess it's for season 22, whatever that is. You know, and this is an article from Radio Inc. You can find a link in the show notes for all of the things that we're talking about. So we're, you can see that we're not just making it up <laughs> as we go. <laughs> you can look at the link in the show notes there. But uh, yeah, well, that's interesting. I mean, there's the I haven't listened to it, but it, there's that. Uh, yeah. I mean, okay. I think it. I mean, it, I mean, as John was saying earlier, it's going to be hard to listen to because if you're not watching it, you can't tell who's interrupting who. Kind of like this show right here. Mm-hmm. And, um... <laughs> well, John cleans us up. And they don't have an amazing editor like me. They don't have, right. They have to just go with it. They can't audio edit the way that we can. Nah, 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 nah. Time right. shift and all that good stuff. Yeah. What are they going to do? So, yeah. So it's if you like the view and you don't have time to watch TV because you have a life and do other things, then uh, this is a good way to go, I think. Mm-hmm. Try it out. That'll be kind of fun. And actually coming back and kind of answering back or, or recircling to last episode's Weird and Wild Story of the Week, which was Dr. Death. I have to say that I binged on it. I binged on it. I finished as many episodes. I think that there's a one releasing tomorrow because we're recording like Monday. I like got literally a week before you guys listen to this. That's when we mm-hmm. recorded the show. So there's that. But um, I kind of dug it. I actually was, I mean, yes, it was a little bit kind of like ee, inducing when you first listen to it because it's really kind of graphic about what this guy did. But then it becomes more disturbing, not so much about the guy, but more about why did nobody do anything because he got away with lots of things that he should not have been doing. And, and that's what I, I my mouth is like, what I cannot, I could, I'm, I'm just open gaping because there were so many things that happened that, uh, that c- could have prevented so much of this. And in doing so, it makes me hmm. terrified about going into a hospital. It makes me terrified because if there's this much red tape about firing somebody for what he was doing, which was 
People were in the room watching. People were in the room watching. And they also knew that he was high because he was high. There was a lot of time. He had a drug problem. He would come in high. Like after like being coked out of his mind for a day, he would show up and come and do surgeries. Oy. And people knew. And the people that were in the room with him knew that he was messing things up. <gasps> Why didn't they do anything? Because there's so much, like the hospitals essentially would say, I'm so, well, if they fire him, if we fire him, he's going to sue us. They would literally, every single person was afraid that he would get sued, that the hospital would get sued. They're going to get sued it, now. It, well, the- it was, in, I mean, honestly, that's what made me much more disturbed. It, obviously, his story, meaning he was just a demented psychopath, the end, like there's no question about that. But what's really disturbing is the way that it was handled. No one did anything. There were complaints. There were people saying like, how is he even going? Like, stop him. Stop him. And nobody did. Nobody did, dude. That's crazy. Nobody said anything. It's that insane. That is the creepiest shit ever, but it makes me, it reaffirms what I already know, which is our healthcare system is some frightening ass shit. I could yep. go on all day, all day, all day about it, all day. Yeah, it is worth a listen. And again, maybe it will do something. Maybe it will bring to light the bureaucracy that is just pathetic and evil. Because if somebody would have done something, there were a lot of people that would not have been hurt in the way that they were hurt um, by a long shot. And if we think about being complicit, it just makes you start to think about like, when is enough enough? Like if you were working, like there were people who were working for him. There were nurses that were in the room with him. There were other doctors who were doing their best to get somebody to say something, but it wasn't very many. And nobody was doing their due diligence. Like there's, there was no way to stop this. And finally he was stopped, but it, but because some of the doctors actually took it to the FBI, I think, I think that's how they stopped it. It wasn't because the, the yeah, hospitals did anything. It's because they took it to the authorities. They took it to the FBI. So I tried to listen just, and I couldn't ugh. because I don't I don't do Too horror medical? well. No, because of the right. horror part of it. Oh, oh. And this was so horrific that I was like, you know what? I, I like to try things, but this I'm not having nightmares over this podcast because it's well done. And yeah, it is. And it, it it's the closest thing to audio horror that I've ever heard. Well, yes. Not that I go looking yeah. for it, but it was, it's intense. It's not. It for is the, intense, but it actually goes. It doesn't be. It doesn't stay at that level. That, that first episode, I think, is oof. perhaps the most. Um, as you go through it, it does become a little less horrible about that, and more again, like disturbing in the sense of all the other conversations, like how you kind of want to go. Like, are you kidding me? When you hear conversations with the the administration and the hospitals and what the hospital said and how the nurses are saying things. And you're just like, are you kidding me? Oh, I might have to go back and listen to episode two because I couldn't get through episode one. Maybe yeah. I'll just to, like skip. Yeah. Skip. It. It's really good. And the other show that I've really, really dug is called the teacher's pet. It is another bingeable. And I did binge through the entire thing. And it's an Australian um, kind of like serial ish kind of thing, but it's a it's really great. It's it's reporting about a woman who went missing in 1982. I think she went missing, and uh, nobody uh, brought her husband because everybody thinks her husband did it, but nobody. He essentially said she left. <laughs> but it's really well done. I really love the way that the reporting was done. That's not like a serial, as in like with lots of music and all of this like. And now we go to the blah, blah, like that kind of stuff. It's very just reporting in the best way possible. I really love The Teacher's Pet. And it's gotten a lot of um, – They the reason that I started to listen to it is because finally, because of the podcast, they are digging into the woman's home in the North Shore, I think, in Australia and are trying to look for bones for the very – for the third time, but in a really huge way. So the the public support of this is really good. But one of the reasons that I wanted to share it that I thought really worked is that he was actually using 
the feedback that he was getting almost in real time and adding it to every episode. So he was getting another interview or he was getting somebody else to disclose more information or he was getting another interview with somebody else. And he and he was also using the coverage that the teacher's fat was getting on TV in Australia and using that as well. So it was really it was really well done. I I loved the way that he, he, he put that whole thing out. Anyway. That's me. I think we're done. I think we're done. Thank you guys so much for listening to She Podcast. You can check out our show notes at ShePodcasts.com. You can also join our free Facebook group, ShePodcast.com for, nope, at Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash ShePodcast. We also have a new VIP group where if you're a $5 um, Patreon uh contributor to she podcast you get our free extra special vip treatment where we give you advice in certain hours where we answer questions just for you guys so if you want to be a part of that it's patreon.com forward slash she podcasts that is called the she podcast super squad also if anyone wants to um advertise on our show or um sponsor one of our weekly posts um you can do that on patreon as well so check it out if you're interested in being mentioned on there um, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at She Podcasts, and you can email us at feedback at shepodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening. Love you. Mean it. Bye. <laughs>